It's Mark's birthday, and we wanted to celebrate it with, I think, the only guest, I think, up to the challenge. A, because <laughs> he's related to Mark, and B, it wouldn't be Mark's birthday, I think, without him. So welcome back to the show, the man behind this clip. You've heard him all month. Kind of spooky, if you think about it. He's here. <laughs> Mr. Suspicious is back. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. I appreciate the warm welcome. Thank you very much. And happy early birthday, Mark oh, Follow you. Yes. <laughs> happy birthday to Mark. Now, Andrew, since you've known Mark his entire life, do you have any good Mark birthday stories for the show? I oh, wanted to geez. ask you, is there any silly birthday memories you guys had? Nothing weird where Mark gets abducted or anything. I think that upsets people. Is there anything fun from Mark's past we could dredge up for this show? I mean, I have memories. That's nothing birthday specific, but uh, that's because we're both uh, very old at this point. And as a result of that, all of our memories start to blur together. But, um, oh, geez. I, I like, like, some of my favorite memories I had with my cousin was when he came to visit me. Uh, I live, I live uh, one state over from where Mark originally lived uh, on the East coast. And um, we used to it, like, there was, it, do you remember the little divot Mark that was near your dad's place that we used to yeah. go sleigh riding, but it was just, it was so weird. There, there was this like little weird depression near his father's house that it was like it's it like was a, a field drainage. That, it's like a big I, I, drain essentially. Yeah, it basically was like a drainage dish. But it was that stupid huge. area always floods. And so they had this so that's we went sleigh riding there because we would, <laughs> we would get lots of we get lots of snow to make a big hole. <laughs> <laughs> and we go sleigh riding in in that thing. But the thing was that because the incline was so gradual. It just never worked out really well. Like we didn't slide down so well, so it's just always like, yeah, when it, I, no. When it yeah. iced over, it was awesome. That was the Beautiful key. Flying. I do remember the the icing over. I also remember we walked on the railroad tracks behind your dad's house a lot, uh, and always were uh, terrified that a train was going to barrel down. Suicidal. <laughs> uh, oh, I, and I also I do remember you guys used to go uh, skiing very frequently when we were oh yeah, that's we were right. Much younging that it, it, that that was very, very fun. Dude, I, I, walking on train tracks and sledding in the sewer. This I was, oh, this man. was Mark's childhood. I have a this, great memory of us. It's going to be, I'm sorry, Andrew, this is going to be embarrassing for all of us, but I just uh, remember right. there was go. this one time, I think it was around Christmas, we're all sled, we're like sliding down this hill. It's like the appropriate amount of snow and ice, so it's nice and slick. And so we're just going down in our regular pants, just sliding down this hill. And then... <laughs> because we as every time you make a track you make a new one so you can get a nice sure fresh yeah, yeah slide and i just remembered we all slid down at the same time and hit this patch of dog shit <laughs> <laughs> we just had these brown stains all over oh, you should have worn your brown pants and your brown fully like brown suit them holy shit 
Oh that my goodness! Great. Literally. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that was that was nice. Uh, it is it is Mark's birthday on this show. It's a spoopy birthday. Uh, the producer in the booth also wanted to quickly uh, mention a happy birthday to Mark. Happy birthday, Mark! Happy birthday, Mark! Happy birthday, Mark! Happy birthday, Mark! Yeah! <laughs> That's right. She popped out here. Wait, pop on mic for a sec. She popped out like a ninja. What's up, Mark? Happy birthday. That's all oh, thank only you. for you. There you go, buddy. Thank you so Happy much. Happy birthday for the producer of the booth. Mark, so I give you a Steven Seagal bow. Thank you. He gives you a Steven Seagal bow. He says um, he moves more than the, than the real Steven Seagal, actually, which is amazing. But I'm also um, seated, though. So it's not just Mr. Suspicious and uh, the producer of the booth wishing Mark a happy birthday this week. Mark? People that we know from this show wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Um, we got a couple messages. Uh, so what we're going to do this week is kind of similar to what we did for the Poltergeist episode. Uh, you're going to hear us hang out with Mr. Suspicious and talk Black Adam, but we're also going to be celebrating Mark's birthday. So I have some messages to pepper in. Uh, but let's start with this one from our buddy and your buddy, Patrick M. Happy birthday, Mark Monstrowski. Happy birthday, Mark Monstrowski. Happy birthday, Mark Monstrowski. Co-host and a half shell, turtle power. Hey, this message, of course, is from Mark. Uh, this is Patrick M. Uh, calling in, recording in, sending in, whatever. Um, uh, happy birthday to you. And um, it's been exciting uh, hearing your, your half of the conversation with Matt uh over over these uh, last two years or so and it's especially interesting to notice that you pick on the higher end uh, typically and matt picks on the lower end so i'm always intrigued uh to, to listen to what you have to recommend on the get wrecked segment uh with that in mind then uh i i hope that uh the only ambulance you ever see the, the inside of is photographed by michael bay keep it up <laughs> Uh, have a great day. Patrick M. Bringing Holy the ambulance here. Thank you so much, Patrick. <laughs> Bring ambulance. Bring ambulance, as we all know. Mark's favorite movie. Oh, shit. Of the I year. gotta watch ambulance. Ambulance. There you go, Patrick M. So we've got a few more messages like that, but the people Ooh. came out to celebrate your birthday. Also, uh, some quick comments from people on the Instagram. Our buddy Tommy Nuggets saying, Happy birthday, Mark. Well, Our buddy you, Rob Tommy. McPhillips illustration. Happy birthday, Mark. Thank you, Rob. And our buddy <laughs> Ben H. This is hilarious. This is my favorite message. He says, happy birthday, Mark. How many goddamn birthdays are you guys going to have on this show? <laughs> Thank you, Ben H. It wouldn't be Ben H without an asshole-ish message. <laughs> Thank you, Ben H. Holy shit, that was great. <laughs> so, Mark, this is this is what the people know about. So apparently, according to Patrick Ebb, he likes that you pick on the higher side of the Rex. So you've got highfalutin taste. But but, <laughs> as, but aside from the amber lamps and highfalutin taste, Mark loves Mountain Dew and the DCEU. And and yeah. it's appropriate this week that uh, there's no Mountain Dew here. Oh, uh, fuck. But but there is there is plenty of DCEU because we're talking Black Adam. Mark, last week people were mentioning they wanted to know what you thought of the Mountain Dew voodoo. Do you oh want to give God. the people a real reaction? Yes, please. It's delicious. <laughs> I used to think frostbite was my favorite, but this one is like on another level. It's like a almost like a nice like citrusy punch. It's great. Wow. It's very Reminds, refreshing. 
it reminds me of Smarties. I just keep thinking it's, it tastes like Smarties. Yeah, it has like Ooh, a candy-like taste. To yeah, it. it's definitely got like a very candy flavor. Although, didn't we say that we weren't we saying we mentioned this earlier? I had heard his review off off camera, and uh, we were saying we needed to sound fancier or something. What do we what do we, what do we call them instead of Smarties? They were like brilliancies oh, yeah. or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Fancy pantsies, geniuses. <laughs> Just a high quality candy right there. I remember Smarties being only available in the mall. Like you had to go to the candy shop in the mall to get Smarties. You couldn't go to like a gas station and get Smarties. But it was also like, do you like eating dust? Hey, you want want some of these gas station Smarties? They're real good. (laughs) Why do you scrape them off the floor? (laughs) (laughs) Although I will say, I in as a as a do connoisseur. I would I would argue that Mountain Dew Voltage or Mountain Dew Baja Blast perhaps are superior. Oh, Baja Mountain Blast. Dew. Yeah, but the thing is, I can't find Baja Blast anymore. Oh, you can make it yourself. Didn't I tell you you can make it yourself? Didn't I tell you about that? Whoa. You can mix. Yeah. So Pepsi Andrew's owns. Drop some knowledge. <laughs> Pepsi owns both Gatorade and Mountain Dew. So all you need to do is mix regular Mountain all you Dew need to do with oh, Blue Gatorade. Uh, thank you. <laughs> you mix regular Mountain Dew with blue Gatorade and you have to do, you have to mix it a little bit. Like, I think obviously it's going to be a significantly uh, smaller ratio of the blue like Gatorade. I'm breaking to... bad. I got to make my own shit. Yeah. I swear <laughs> to God, I, I, has I am suit telling on. you, I am telling you guys, give it a Mark's shot. Mark's Palm Springs house and... explodes. <laughs> and we just add a little hey guys, bit. guys, I'm thinking Baja Blast in an RV in the desert. <laughs> It cuts to like an aerial, like like <laughs> sky cam view, and you just see like like a little puff of smoke. Like, poof. <laughs> but I'm telling you guys, if you like Baja Blast, try that. Try regular Mountain Dew and like a the the regular blue Gatorade, like the 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 rich blue one, not like a Gatorade Frost or whatever the it is. Radioactive blue one. Yeah. It, um. Not the poor man's blue. They, the rich. I'm. <laughs> I'm telling you, the two the two of them together will taste just like Baja Blast. The color will be slightly wrong, but it's the same. It's the same damn thing. Okay, so, I will try. All this. right, just so just like shot, the man. Pepsi Company combined Taco Bell and Pizza Hut, <laughs> you will at home combine Gatorade and uh, Mountain Dew. And you, you know, there was a combined near my place. There was a combined Taco <laughs> Bell and Long John Silvers. <laughs> oh, gross. and I'm just. Like who the, the worst was combination? The brilliant combination. Fried fish. <laughs> Can I'm I get some soggy Mexican fried food. catfish with my chalupa? We only sell we only sell fish tacos <laughs> here. Like oh my god, it was just like I don't know why they thought that was the Jesus. good combo, but uh, that's that's nearby. another abomination exists. brought to you by PepsiCo. It's scary. <laughs> don't you mean? Kind of spooky if you think about it. By the uh, way, I, I do, and people, I do at, people at home don't know this, but Andrew, he's, he's he's a streamer, obviously, and so he's good at voice stuff. And we asked him to do a clip, and he he gave reads. Like usually, when a voice actor does a line, they give you know a few reads, two or three reads. Credit to Mr. Suspicious, he gave us like seven reads. He's very all slightly different. And like I was like, these are all going to sound the same. And he even joked in his email, they all sounded the same. They didn't. Like. I was so impressed the nuance you were able to add to that line. So you fucking brought it. So thank oh, you. Yeah. Because now you're every, very welcome. Every spoopy season we've got kind of spooky if you think about it. And we could throw it in whenever we want. 
I love that. Which is kind of spooky if you think about it. It is kind of spooky if you think about it. <laughs> Andrew lives forever. He's like the singularity. He lives in this show. I, I, oh, my. Well, that sounds that even sounds grim where it's like uh, your background it, also looks many... like you live in a construct. <laughs> <laughs> I like to live in abstract thought. I don't actually. <laughs> He's the Andrew's the, the young guy, a version of the architect from the Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's it. Piece of B. Piece of B. Concordedly. <laughs> I I do like having the uh, ambiguous like spacey theme going on behind me. Although you I do, do have this... you do you look like you're in an episode of Black Mirror. Like yeah, you've got the one obligatory plan. <laughs> it's like very Black Mirror in there. And speaking of black things, we've also got Black Adam, which just came out this week. Not my best segue, but I'm trying. <laughs> black Adam good. came out this week. And Mark, you asked me, how did it do? It debuted with $67 million domestic. That's the highest gross of Dwayne Johnson's career. They expected a seven in wow. front of that. So it is being viewed slightly as a bit of a, not a disappointment, but I think the wind kind of got taken out of their sails a little bit because everybody oh, thought no, it was going to open in the 67. <laughs> 67 mil, but it's it's his it's his biggest screen debut. It's his most it's his highest grossing weekend for sure on the books, even ahead of all the Jumanjis, which I was very surprised wow. by. I guess those Jumanji movies don't open very big, but they do big later. I guess they the gross just starts to add up with the video and stuff. Um, but I was kind of shocked to learn that that this was it. And apparently, I thought he was only working on this thing for a couple of years. He's been involved with Black Adam for 15 years. Yeah, and that's he, back when he had the hair. He still yes. had the hair when they He could have had the hair him. that Black Adam actually has yeah. in the comics. <laughs> the whole Although, time I was like, given the, the production hair? given the production schedule, it'd be, it'd be kind of funny. They, they start recording, and then it's like his hairline just starts receding. It just recedes throughout back. the movie. They had to keep reshooting it because of his hairline. <laughs> Or ah, it's like you see, like, like some demon guy like, just singes his hair off. <laughs> We're gonna retcon that hair away. <laughs> Make sure to get rid of that. <laughs> so, Black Adam, directed by Jaume Colette Sarah. This is the guy who made Jungle Cruise. Dwayne likes to work with the same people, people that he's worked with previously, and he he's made one other movie, the Jaume Colette Sarah, that was Jungle Cruise. It was released last year, so he's clearly like the big ticket guy, I guess, for him if he's gonna do a big summer movie. So he roped him in to this. It also stars Pierce Brosnan and uh, some other people that I've never really seen. And and the worst kept secret on the <laughs> internet, which I think we can reveal. And, and I'm going to hit this, but everybody knows this already. Henry Cavill is in this movie. Briefly. I didn't know that, by the way. So you when the post. Dude, it's been since Friday. It's all happened. over. <laughs> I thought you were just confirming that you didn't know that even now after you've seen the movie like oh <laughs> I man still henry cavill was still <laughs> they added him in cg fully cg performance my audience was fucking stone quiet this entire movie except when that mid-credit scene came on and fucking on shut the fuck up siri you bitch <laughs> and when that mid-credit scene came on and henry cavill popped out my fucking audience like lit up lit up Mine went nuts. Mine yes! went nuts. Was, I could barely hear his lines. Yeah, it was nuts. It was just like you. I, I was like, I was like, okay, that's really cool. Yes. But wow, I did not think it garnered just like people going absolutely like end game level of cheering in the audience for Henry Cavill as Superman. I'm like, maybe if he did something, maybe it would be like, okay, but he's just sort of like, I'm going to 
step out of the shadow. (laughs) I couldn't hear his line. It sounded like he said something like, you're making people nervous. Yes, it's been it's been something like it's been a while uh, since the Earth has been this nervous. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, Okay. All right. Wow. All right. That actually is a lot better. Thank you. Because I missed (laughs) all of that. (laughs) So did your entire audience, though. Yeah, they all missed it, too. They just saw Henry Cavill and went nuts. And immediately after were sad because they had no clue what he said. I used to work at a... I interned in high school at a radio station. And one of the things I had to do... And it was not glorious work. Horrible, bullshitty peanut work. Like, handing out fucking t-shirts and lifting you know fucking tables and gym gym chairs shit and one thing i had to do was go to a backstreet boys concert (laughs) and i remember i had to move these gym gym chairs in and out of the backstreet boys concert for vip seating and the decibel level was so loud that it was impossible to hear anything and i'm not shitting you when henry cavill came out it was like backstreet boys level all over again like i had actually ptsd because it was just like decibel crack and I could hear nothing that was happening. Wow. You could say that Backstreet was back. Right. <laughs> they were. Oh, they were back all right. <laughs> you come yeah, back like, from your internship and there's like blood coming out yep. of your ears. Like, <laughs> right, that was I'm completely deaf. Pretty, ca- <laughs> pretty casual work day for me. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I got school credit for this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so apparently this has been a big story online. People were having problems. I guess some of the mixes and some of the theaters were having problems. People couldn't hear the film, like the entire film, not for their audience. But they were having problems with the mix because they said that the music was too loud. And they were unable to hear, like, you know the whole conversation between Pierce Brosnan and Hawkman when they're in the submarine or whatever that is? People couldn't yeah. hear that. And and I did, like, my mix was great. I heard everything except Henry Cavill. So mine I was going to ask you terrible. guys. Oh, yeah, okay. Mine, yeah. mine yeah. was also pretty, mine, pretty rough. I, we, my brother we, and I were like, it sounds very hollow. Like, it weird. sounded weird. It was, yeah. it, it was more, um, this is an odd thing that we, my, my, my dad and I have noticed, but a lot of uh, shows uh, produced by BBC have this similar mix issue where the music will be blaring and then the audio, the, the actual speech feels exceptionally quiet. And that happened a lot where sometimes based on accent or uh, environment, you know, if they're trying to speak quietly to each other, we'd be like, what, what did they, I have no idea what they, what they just said to each other. And then all of a sudden it's like, didn't even have time to think about it. And you're like, oh my God, I was like listening so carefully. And now my ears uh, are killing me. But you know how, they, by the way, you know how Love of Cinema has their one minute gripe? Sections. Yes. Can yes. I have a? I have. I have a gripe about that too. It's I think like, we should. Let's completely bro- copy their show. Yeah. No, but That's my right, brother and I have we're been stealing from you openly. And you know, it. I can't hear what these fuckers are saying, and then the guns start going off, and it. My neighbors probably think there's a shootout inside my house, but I have to jack the fucking volume up just to like hear what these idiots are saying. And they then think you're murdering half a the woman. actors nowadays just mumble lines anyway. Anyway. I, I do want I do kind of want to hear things from their perspective of like they hear just like like if you're watching a Stallone movie like you're watching Rambo or something and you hear like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's like the bits in Saving Private Ryan when his hearing goes it just hollows out for a little while and then it comes back in what the fuck did you say Matt Damon you, you hear the grenade death sound like that that yeah. <laughs> 
the whole time. <laughs> By the way, let's complete our love of cinema ripoff. Here we go. Mm. I buzzed you. <laughs> oh, I have some alcohol. I'm going to drink that. There we go. Love of cinema. We love you guys. Thank you. We stole your gripe. We stole your buzzer. <laughs> we should just start stealing their co-hosts. Dave, come yes. on over. You are welcome to come on over, Dave. John and then eventually you start stealing. You start stealing the name. You're like, I'm just letting you know that we have officially changed the name of the podcast. <laughs> Matt and Mark's love of cinema. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to Matt and Mark's love of cinema. <laughs> we challenge we one another. Their, I don't know their whole their bit at the beginning. And just take over. They're gonna hear this and be like, "Those fucking pricks." We've I was gonna say, like, what is this account? like turning into? Is this turning into like a a, a corporate? Uh, like acquisition thing where it's like, well, we've merged podcasts now. <laughs> Dude, so. it's just like the combination Taco Bell and Long John Silvers. We're going to combine podcasts into We're one disgusting podcast. Yeah, but perfect. Disgusting podcast and it gives you diarrhea after you listen to it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. <laughs> the soggiest, stinkiest podcast you can think of. This podcast is very moist. Yes, there we go. Oh, I got a drink again? Jeez. There we go. Uh, so Black Adam, <laughs> I had no, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I had no sound issues in my screening. I could hear the movie well, perfectly we well. You. Dude, I had an amazing, I had an amazing right screening experience until Henry Cavill fucking showed up and I couldn't hear shit. So no sound problems for me, but for both of our, started. our co-hosts and our guests, sound issues. And apparently you, you, you guys were not alone. Half the population could not hear this movie. Weirdly enough, with Doctor Fate, with when he had the when he had the distorted voice, it yes. sounds like he's underwater or whatever. Like that was sometimes really just the majority of his dialogue. I know this is a bummer. And now like, Pierce, to muffle my voice, Pierce Brosnan, can you talk into this fishbowl? Perfect. <laughs> sounds great. You can really tell it's Pierce Brosnan. Sounds. Oh just my like god, it. We, we, we only have to pay him for his on-screen time. The rest of the time, screw it. So when when Andrew is not witness to bum fights at his local theater or uh hearing bad sound mixes he's watching black adam in the fancy theater you're our guest i want to ask you first impressions andrew where do you come out on black adam um believe it or not i really 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 liked it um whoa and that was the the, the weird thing about that was i was very worried because the initial reviews and everything from the critics were panning it you know it has something like i think it has something like 41 or 42 percent on rotten tomatoes that's pretty good and i'm that, like probably. i'm like oh god like is this mm, is this like going it, it gonna be awful and the audience score is it's like through stark the contract yeah, yeah it's like yeah. 90 to 95 percent or something like that from audience which reinforces the rocks deal about being the people's champ he loves that <laughs> <laughs> gives, all he had to do was threaten them with a rock bottom or people's elbow, and uh, they, they, you better be giving. Even though reviews. everybody in the movie throws up the DDP sign, what the fuck? <laughs> Get your wrestlers I love, right. I love DDP yoga. Yeah, it's giving me the flexibility I need in my old age. <laughs> I don't it, like I as heroin. the movie went. <laughs> I quit heroin. Thanks, Mark, DDP is that yoga. A, is that just a confession, Mark? I don't know. <laughs> I combined um, blue Gatorade and Mountain Dew. I, <laughs> I will I will say though, like as the movie went on, I just kept I don't know, I kind of found myself having more and more fun watching wow. it. And I was just color me surprised because I really thought it was gonna be like 
bottom of the barrel for me, but I I really ended up enjoying it. I don't know about you guys, but I really well. Liked you can it. color me brown because I thought it was a pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I thought, is Mark gonna shill for the DC? How hard is he gonna shill no, this week? Mark, did you really not like? Black Adam. Dude, that was the dumbest fucking movie. I've ever That's seen the best life. part about it. It's so stupid. <laughs> it was so stupid. I mean, it was entertaining and that it was really dumb, but there were after a while, it's just like, okay, when's this movie gonna end? <laughs> and then it was like, oh no, there's another ending. To be to be, fr- to be fair, I think if they uh you know removed about three quarters of the slow-mo, this movie probably would have been an hour tops. Oh my god, I don't know. My brother and I, my brother is hilarious because the whole time during the movie he kept going kept playing over and over again. I uh, <laughs> I- <laughs> oh yeah, we get it. It's fucking slow motion. Their limbs are moving slow, you idiots. <laughs> I um I'm going to tell you that the the reaction, it's funny. I, I've been exactly where both of you have been with DC movies. Um, Andrew, my, your reaction to this was my exact reaction to Shazam. Because I like love Shazam. And a lot Ooh, of people Shazam gave me great. big time shit for loving Shazam. And I was like, I will stand by and tell you I loved Shazam. And I'm really excited for Shazam Fury of the Gods. Like I, I yeah. legitimately, I'm like yeah. the only person that's excited for Shazam 2. I can't no, wait. No, I am too. Okay, great. Yeah. So, and then Mark saying it's a big pile of shit, but he's laughing at how dumb it is. That was kind of my reaction to Aquaman. And I wish I would have had either one of your reactions because I just was like pummeled by this movie. And I was just like, I was so over it. Like we watched, we recently uh, watched Samaritan, which also suffers from a scene where a character has to give a rallying speech, but has like no energy when he does it. And people are supposed to be like, yeah, yeah. Like when that kid gives that fucking speech at the oh end my God. in Black Adam, I literally was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Because it was the deadest performance. Like everybody, listen, we need a hero and he's going to fight for us in a conduct. And I was like, what is happening? And the people are reacting like he's fucking MLK up there. Just like, like throwing yeah, fire out. The They're pumped up. <laughs> I, then I, Once the skeletons appeared for them to fight, I was like, I give up. <laughs> Oh my god, that was so stupid! It's like shut it, baby. Oh my zombies. god, you guys do not appreciate and that one cinema. guy. That makes like, me so bummed out. I only get killed love- by electricity. I was like, oh I, great. I, oh, the I, uncle uh, guy. I was just, you know what it was? There were things I liked about the movie a lot. Um, I think my big thing that I loved was was Pierce Brosnan as as Doctor Fate. I thought Doctor Fate will agree. looked will agree. cool. Loved his performance. Love him as a character. Now, of course, they had to fucking kill yeah, him no, off. And he, by the way, he dies. For no reason. He's for like, no oh, fucking fuck reason. Fuck Compare that to somebody like, like Aquaman or like uh, like Hawkman, who I thought was completely ineffectual and lame in this movie. And I love Hawkman. I was excited for Hawkman. He looked and great, they, but he was The a script turd. does him no favors in the movie. And yeah. so Dr. Fate is really, you know, it's like Dr. Fate and Black Adam have the two, they, they have the most of this movie to carry. And I love Dr. I wish we had a Dr. Fate movie. That, I, I, actually, I, I said that exact thing. I went to see this with my dad, and I said that exact thing afterwards. I'm like, I'm kind of bummed they killed him off. Yes, because I wish they had like off? a movie. He, Which, he, by the way, I totally knew this was a movie. This was my chief problem, and then I'll and then I'll get off. Is this movie is to me? It was a bunch of foregone conclusions. It was all like things you knew were going to happen 
but they went through them anyway. I was like, why do the whole bit where we're going to imprison Black Adam just to have to bail him out again? Because you know the movie's Black Adam. You're going oh, you to need him to have the dramatic again. tension. I hated that. You had to that. have the dramatic tension. There was tension, no dramatic Matt. tension there. You can't, was, there wasn't enough. They needed to that. build it up a little bit. The minute Pierce Brosnan was like talking to Hawkman and he's like, you're my friend and I can't tell you how this is going to turn out. I was like, he's going to think Hawkman. Hawkman's going to think he's the one that dies. But truthfully, it's fucking Dr. Fate. We all knew it was going to be Dr. Fate that died. The minute he said that, I was like, why are we pretending like this isn't the case? And we're going through this whole scene the whole time. I was like, this is wasted time with this character. We could be using this cool character for other cool things. Yeah, hated I hated that. I uh, hated totally should have had his own movie. Yeah, I, uh, waste. I will. I, Fate movie. Great I will hop too. on board. I'll I'll say like a few negative things just to hop on board the negative train. But then I'm gonna hop off because I do have positives about it as Please, well. Please, no, like, I, I want to hear the so like positives. Like, well, it ends. <laughs> well, no, no, no. The negatives, like to me, was for example, like the exposition dump in the beginning felt especially oh, egregious. Yeah. It felt like I don't know what they were thinking, but like, like I know that they were trying to build the background of of uh of black adam and uh but but it felt like within five minutes they just poured so much story from di like just narration and dialogue and it felt really odd because i i found myself having difficulty like understanding how they were establishing this but like they, there's just so much information at once and then there's like okay good we got that out of the way now we can start the actiony parts we got that whole thing out of the way we're good <laughs> we and, got all um, the talking out of the way <laughs> yeah yeah um the interesting thing is for me personally i don't think i think the rock has actually got some acting chops uh surprisingly i i think like for example uh what was it? The Rundown. I, I love the did. Rundown. That's my the favorite movie. Was a of great, his. Yeah, great That's fucking a great movie. Great movie. Yeah. He actually has capability, but the thing is, because he is, uh, because he's handsome and very well muscled and everything. You know that very well muscled. You know, that's, well that's the thing. He's got like like they didn't even need a, like a freaking muscle well suit for this movie. Like he's just <laughs> like well the, no because he becomes he becomes pigeonholed because he's handsome and he's he's muscle bound. He's well muscled. So they. I'd love they, to see him tear up a Macbeth script. His, <laughs> like, like physically, like he literally would just tear. Like you could rip a phone book. Yeah, <laughs> when you watch bodybuilders rip a phone book in half. I'm gonna have, to, I'm gonna have to get yeah. several of these scripts together to equate me as Shakespeare's works. greatest works. <laughs> but they, That'd be amazing. No, he, he, his performance was a bit was was pretty flat in this because they he he attempted to make it like seem like he was aloof or uncaring, but. It's tough because he just seems like like the rock in general as as a, an actor and as a person he he seems personable and friendly so it didn't come across really like it just came across very flat instead of being yeah uh, uncaring if like especially with sense. those bits where the kid was they were trying to do a Shazam thing where they have a little kid who's excited about him being a superhero yeah. and you know he's trying to get him to do the catchphrase and the catchphrase was so flat it was yeah. like every time they tried to do that catch racing, I was like, it felt like a movie at odds with itself. It was like, are we being the fun family superhero movie that has the catchphrase bit? Or are we being the serious movie where he throws a tomahawk helicopter at someone and they die? Like, it's yeah. basically a shitty version of Terminator 2. Yes. Yeah, I can it's see like, that. Yeah, I, can, I, can I, see just, that. I yeah. might as well just watch Terminator 2. It's so much cooler. That kid they, was like the most. I don't like, know awful. how he, his acting was. Awful, he gravitated like, like i wanted they, that guy to get you know that bit where he was motion. talking to him and having to skateboard 
get off his skateboard oh my to God, go down the, the stairs. The skateboard get on his skateboard again. Hilarious. Get off his skateboard to go down the stairs. I was like, Jesus Christ, can we just have a conversation without you acting? No, it's a gotta fool. be cool. He's gotta fly. <laughs> they gotta, gotta show how cool he's he gotta is. be playing Minecraft while he's skateboarding, <laughs> while he's drinking a high seat. Also, uh, this movie did follow into uh, a, a one of my favorite and most hated movie tropes, which is they throw in actiony music or very dated music uh, for maybe all of 10 to 15 seconds for transitional periods. Yeah. Like initially when they cut to modern the modern day city and they show this kid and he's skateboarding around and he's like. Yeah, I'm so cool. I'm 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 going to skateboard circles around these these guys that are occupying our city. And they have this like action music like grunging around in the background like, it's like oh, look how badass I yeah. am. So cool. You know what's like, funny? They play um Smashing Pumpkins. Bullet oh, with yeah, butterfly yeah. wings. It's mine. Oh my rage. I'm hanging on the <laughs> side of this van. Like <laughs> <laughs> That was a pretty good Billy Cork. Dude, okay, does Dwayne Johnson have a thing for the Smashing Pumpkins, though? Because... Well, he likes bald people. Dude, in the... <laughs> in Rampage, their marketing... Their, I don't know if you remember that trailer. It was driven by Bullet with Butterfly Wings. And here we go again. I'm watching... I, I was like, oh, he reuses directors and bands, I see. <laughs> Clearly has this Well, I guess that's why this was Spotify. like the most generic movie ever. <laughs> how, come, how come every single kid in these movies that like when they say like a young teen of some sort they got a skateboard they got a freaking razor scooter they yep. ride a unicycle and a, they have a backpack and a hoodie and then they can elude entire elite teams elite force teams by it's doing like, something they stupid. occupy like the they... country but they can't get a guy <laughs> yeah, like, like the yeah. guy He's like, was name? Inter, he went like up a, it was like intergang intergang was their name dude that was the worst name and also they're like i know they got these floating bikes there's one floating bike i i i wish to, like i feel like they had like a like a list of generic names on the wall and they're like all right what are we gonna call these guys we're gonna call them inter and generic white gang. bearded That's it. mercenaries well, <laughs> interpol is taken and gun gang sounds dumb i got it intergang <laughs> Intergun gang. Wait, no, that's no. too long. We, got, we can't do that one. Intergun sounds perverse. Intergun. No, yeah, we no. Wait, wait a second. That means we're selling guns. No, we're 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 holding the guns and using them in the city. <laughs> like I, I do love that they asked. Another trope they fell into is that the evil guys had some sort of either Australian or like British accent. Yep. Where like the guy, the guy that was at the checkpoint, I think was Australian, and yeah. then the guy that catches them inside when they're getting the crown. He's just like, nobody move. I'm going to shoot a whole rock through your face if you if like, you know, that kind of. And I'm like, why are they? Why are the evil ones always from like either Australia or, or the United Kingdom? And it's and like Australia's thing. worst actor, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, who's our shittiest, most muscle bound <laughs> actor? That who's our E grade like actor? We need <laughs> that guy going. Apologies over. to Dave from Love of Cinema. We're not criticizing all Australian <laughs> actors. <laughs> We are just criticizing just this ones. Australian actor. Just the worst ones. <laughs> the ones they put in this movie for some reason. It's sort of like, you know, ever, ever watch Chinese movies and they always hire like Australian guys to be like, he has the colonialist white guy. But they're <laughs> just these terrible fucking actors. And they're like, <laughs> the one Australian um, guy that would come over to China to shoot this. He's like, I, I am going to take over because they, they're trying to do some weird accent too. So it's all, it's just like really muddy. I don't bad. want them to know I'm Australian. <laughs> They'll know. I have, 
I have two more immediate criticisms that please, I can think please. of offhand. Yes. Um, one of one of which was um, the, the some of the some of the motion that they did with uh, like the, like the CGI they did with Black Adam when he initially wakes up inside the like oh when he's got the hood on and he's like yeah he's got the hood on and he's got that weird like like it was very like this weird like it almost felt like somebody like clicked on like clip art and then dragged it across the screen <laughs> for him to fly it didn't feel like he was dude the flying, vfx artists like, are very busy these days they are trying to unionize that's totally what <laughs> happened they just like fucking clip arted him from from location to location you see I, I don't a cursor know. they forgot to remove yeah. it <laughs> oh no <laughs> whoops well I, I had as i had mentioned before is his is his attachment to this kid uh so quickly like right off the bat. And I know that it was supposed to be like, and it was alluded to the fact Maybe that he's a pedophile. His, uh, it, it reminded him of his son. But the thing is, it's like, you didn't see anything about his son. Uh, yeah. Not uh, until later. It, which, which his son, yeah, by the that way, was, they made it the, that's the big reveal. He threw off two guards with this, this, uh, uh, the, the, what is it? The Ella, what's what's the name of the metal i can't remember the name eternium it. element eternium they've always got to have some they have eternium which is like his kryptonite and they can use it against him they have missiles with eternium in it that they show us when it hits him he's hurt guess what it never comes back into play yeah they're like yeah. you know how why we don't have they have eternium bullets eternium knives why don't they have an eternium helicopter <laughs> it's it, it falls into the unobtainium family of minerals, guys. <laughs> it was really hard to get. They have limited bullets they could make with these. We've only but got one eternium torpedo. His, Don't waste it. His son was like to rally everybody for the for Teth Adam or whatever. And he, he throws off literally two guards while running up a hill. And then all of them were just like, all of them were like, eh, he's too far up by this point. Let him say what he's going to say. We're not going to pursue him any further for being insubordinate. Yes, just let him go. Slave. We'll just, we'll let him rally the just people. Just let him go. Enjoy. Yeah. By the way, did it. the Justice Society seem like a bunch of asshats? They, <laughs> yes. they really made them. Here's my question for these DC movies. Like, if they're not, you know, I, and I don't mean to compare Marvel and DC movies, but I'm going to really quick. Even with the little fucking C-list characters that Marvel has, when they fucking dig deep, right, and get somebody random, they're getting real actors for these parts. And it's no disrespect to the people in this movie, but, like, you have a big character like Adam, who I'm assuming is a big character, Adam Smasher, right? Okay, that should be played Literally. by someone we recognize. That's not the only thing he wanted to smash. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard. And then the Cyclone Girl. Same deal, right? Why can't we get a real actor, like a recognizable star, in that part? Instead, we've got these fucking, like, CWC listers that bring nothing to the parts at all. Like, I was almost embarrassed for that Adam Smasher kid when he had to fucking call Henry Winkler for a cameo and then be like, oh, I borrowed Henry Winkler's suit. They actually used cameo to get that. They got yeah. They paid him the request three hundred bucks. In the Can you just that's say, like, <laughs> yeah? That's how they avoid get having to pay. My nephew's name <laughs> is week, Adam. Can you just say next the line? Week, <laughs> next week it's gonna be Henry Winkler suing DC. Yeah, <laughs> dude, like, it should be. If you read the uh, the uh, the notes in there, you're you're not supposed to use this for wide release unless you pay the other fee. <laughs> You had to pay my they, my fifteen uh, percent add-on fee on Cameo. I will say they made 
everybody in this movie, like the the uh, the visual effects, I thought were pretty pretty good uh, overall. Like yeah. Cyclones, I thought I have was, no, were really I have fascinating. No with the effects, I thought um, all the VFX really? were good. Yeah, I thought all the VFX what? were good. Like I thought oh Adam Smasher God. looked cool. Cyclone yeah. looked a little funky, but I was like, you know what? I don't care at this point. The only thing I, I thought looked like, weird was dude, what Adam what Andrew Smasher said. When Black Adam was flying around, it looked really awkward. I thought all the Black Adam fighting looked bad. Like, even when he's fighting the fucking, the bad guy, when he turned into a demon, he looked like when the genie becomes evil in Aladdin. You remember the end when the genie becomes red? He looks exactly like that. Fucking go watch 1992 Aladdin. (laughs) The red, the red genie is what that guy is. He fight fucking fighting the red genie. And I thought all the Black Adam fights looked horrible, but like Dr. Fate shit looked awesome. It, yeah, and I thought they Hawkman, really I thought cool looked awesome this, yeah. too. Like when Hawkman was flying, yeah. I thought he looked great. I thought Adam Smasher, I, like that bit where he grows giant and smacks Hawkman out of the air on accident, that looked great. I thought I loved all that. I stuff. thought I, I did actually admittedly chuckle a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like, same. Like just like the antagonism was, like, between he and Hawkman, that whole thing, like me and you, man. Oh yeah, I did yeah, think like that the, was funny. Like that actually got a laugh yeah, out like, of me. Yeah, I mean, it like, felt so he, flat. It was like every other movie's done these jokes. Yeah, yes, but I was so I was so grateful for some kind of effort to be made that I was like, I like this. I was like a man in the desert, and they gave me a drop of water, and I was excited to have just that amount of of comedy in the movie that actually worked. Yeah. I, now, now for me, I did enjoy. Like, I think part of the the CGI being. Um, like dog shit fascinating it, it, no i did not think it was dog shit man i don't know i don't know the only dog what? shitty cg i thought was when they put dwayne johnson's head on the skinny guy in the flashback <laughs> oh yeah i was like god I, I don't, no don't I do it that, that in in the beginning of the movie they clearly had to like disguise disguise that it was him by like <laughs> yes. sh- like alluding to it but like they show like a silhouette and i'm like Dude, the guy's got like literally an easter island head for a face like that how <laughs> can him. you this, it is him. There is no disguise. Why couldn't the they have rock? just gotten like his stunt double or somebody that maybe kind of looks like him? Doesn't he always put his relatives and shit now? Like in his TV show, he's got all the yep. cousins. Yep. Grab one of them and have them double for the the father and the and the backstory. You know what I mean? It was so dumb yeah. to, ha- to do, have them do the fucking CG head on the skinny guy body it was so bad. I hated that <laughs> so much. I uh, also with the, with Sabak, the, is it Sabak? The bad guy at the very end. I don't evil know. Ge- yes. The evil genie from Aladdin. Evil, evil, evil genie from Aladdin. I love the fact that if you looked at his, his visual, I mean that, that I did not think looked very good. That looked like yeah, distinct, looked like, like God of war level, uh, like, like God of war two level uh cgi okay, on screen CG i just um, wish they would have had like a better Warcraft. villain for him to fight like it it made no they, sense yeah, they, this stage... is his big debut he should have a really big heavy from the comics somebody recognizable i don't know my dc well so i don't have somebody but like i'm sure this guy was not at the top of the list Sabak. Well, interestingly enough uh who you were speaking to you were speaking about before shazam is actually one of the greatest Vill- uh, uh, like villains to Black Adam. They are yes. arch nemesis to one another. And that's so confusing so, because in this movie, he even has to, not only are the wizards from Shazam in this that give him his powers, he's got to say the word Shazam, but there is like, it's like they went out of their way to avoid, they're like, don't fucking talk about Shazam the character, Shazam the movie, there's no crossover. Like, I would have thought Shazam would have shown up at the end, right? 
kind of where yeah. Henry Cavill does. But instead, I think because of Dwayne Johnson's hubris, he's like, I got to fight Superman. I don't fucking care about about uh, what's his name? Zach, Zachary Levi. I don't care about that guy. I have to be seen fighting the real Superman. That's how people are going to know funny I'm a legit superhero now. That's if Superman came out, the audience goes absolutely nuts. And then like they also mentioned Shazam or something or Shazam's like next to him. And he's like, yeah, we need to talk like just something stupid and generic like that. Like the two of them instead of just Superman. And then Matt's the only one in the theater going, yeah, I freak out like Damn. Backstreet Boys. The theater goes stone quiet when Zachary Levi appears. I was literally like when Shazam came out, I'm telling you, I was such a fan of that movie. And I remember talking to so many snobby uh, movie fans who just hated it, like hated it. And we're like totally aghast that I loved it. Like that's a fucking great movie. It's like one, that I movie, think it's one of my favorite DC dude, films. Dude, it's one of my favorite superhero movies. Period. Like that movie does what this movie wishes it could do, where it had a believable relationship between a regular kid who knows about Looking superheroes at. and a psych that his his fucking friend is a superhero and a real superhero. And it was done so well and believable. The characters, the relationships, everything felt feels real in Shazam. And you see how fake it feels here. How forced. When that yeah. little DDP kid is like, you know, you gotta get, oh, uh, you're the superhero, you gotta have a catchphrase, and I'm gonna skateboard down the stairs now, really quick. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, and I, that catchphrase I, was so bad. It was horrible. Oh, we got to this ten times. Ooh. Oh, I, I see. The thing is, even though it's a catchphrase, I think it was one of those things where, again, it falls into the category of so bad it's good. Like the fact that the rock's delivery was so flat with it and it was just so like generic sounding. I was cracking up about it because I'm just like, this is so dumb. And it, like it felt it felt like not only did Black Adam, but the rock himself was like, this is so dumb. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I have to say this, but OK, I guess they're talking. It just throwing makes me sad here. to think he spent 15 years on this for his debut to be a flat debut <laughs> like yeah i spent 15 years of my life to do this you know what i mean like i would have thought yeah. he would have brought that charisma we've seen him have have well, awesome one-liners like memorable shit for his character to say so that way kids want to buy the action figure hit the fucking voice button so they hear their favorite lines like i don't even remember his dumb catchphrase and he said it five times uh tell him the man in black sent you there you go that's it i believe that i believe that was what the line was but i i don't Again, it's so generic. I you know, so generic. Be, but the the fun fa I will say, the fact that this was in development hell for fifteen years, and they ended up getting this like level of of response to it, is pretty impressive, in my opinion. Like I don't know if you remember the 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 video game Duke Nukem Forever. Do you hear yes. about? Do you remember Duke that? Duke Nukem, that was, of a guest on this show at one point. That was yeah. <laughs> that was uh, uh, in development hell for 10 years. And when it came out, it was absolutely abysmal. It was considered abysmal as a game, like no redeeming qualities. Everyone hated it. And so the fact that this came out after because I actually remember them mentioning. I remember them courting the rock uh, for for the Black Adam role for a long time. I remember reading about that a long time ago. And, you know, it's one of those tongue in cheek. We can't confirm. We can't deny blah, blah, blah. And then like it kind of just dissipated. Nothing came. Nothing came of it. And then all of a sudden with the uprising of superhero films, they're just like, maybe we can pull it off the shelf. Dust that bad boy off. Rock's got some street cred now. You know, a little paltry, you know, billionaire or whatever. 
<laughs> we can we can we can throw them in and now all of a sudden it's like oh wow it actually i mean it it's tolerable i found it was tolerable <laughs> I thought I again. I had a That's lot of fun the best that. review you can give yeah. a movie. It's tolerable. It's tolerable. <laughs> uh, well, I'm. I see. The thing is, like, I'm under no uh, uh, no impression that superhero films are going to be as, uh, and shows are going to be as appealing as they have been for the the past like ten to twelve years or whatever. Like Iron Man came out in what two thousand nine. Yeah, and I loved it. I when I first saw that I was absolutely in love with it and Iron Man is one of my favorite heroes of all time. And so the fact that they have had such longevity and they have lasted in popularity for such a long time is pretty impressive if you ask me. Like it, it, I don't I don't know because it, you're basing it off of comic books which is are very I mean there there's a lot of appeal to a lot of people but it's still like not everybody in the world loves comic books or like the, the the you know these goofy origin stories and like crossovers and stuff like that so the fact that they even made like for example Endgame work so well at uh, second Endgame drop for me I guess in this episode yeah but, man you're loving the, Endgame but <laughs> I I actually did love Endgame I thought both uh, the, the Infinity Infinity War and Endgame, where we're both. I'm really, one of those really weirdos great. that I like I'm Infinity under... War a lot more than Endgame, but um, I I thought Endgame was a fucking blast. I had a great time. It it well that and that's the thing. Like I'm trying more and more to turn off my movie critics brain for these films and and shows because I know it's not going to lead to any sort of happiness for me if I think about it too much. Think about all the plot holes. Think about like, oh, this looks crappy or whatever it is. Like, you know, like it's just going to make me disappointed. So all I try to do is I'm going to say I want to see like in, in, the characters that I have known for a long time. I want them to show up on the screen, the big screen, and I want there to be fun action and maybe like a couple of things that make me chuckle and I'll be happy. And that's basically what this movie did for me. You know, it it. It didn't impress. It, it it wasn't anything. I'm gonna be like, oh my god, this is the best movie. Dice, dice. This is better than anything you've seen this year. Like, like I swear to God, you're gonna shit yourself like you do when you go to Long John Silver slash Taco Bell. <laughs> 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 like, but that's I just, haven't that's... evacuated my bowels like this since Long John Silver's Taco Bell. <laughs> Please put that as your uh, letterbox review of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be my voicemail now. <laughs> I, I wish I was there. Like, and I, and I'm with you. Like, I, I try to turn off my critic brain when I go see the movies like this. Like, I am very easily entertained, very easily amused. But I feel like the movie has to connect with me on a human level. Like, at least the way Shazam did. Where even if I wipe everything away from that movie, it's still just like a great friendship. I hang on to the dynamics of that friendship, you know. And here I had nothing. Like. The only scene that I can legitimately remember right now from Black Adam was the whole Dr. Fate bit where he multiplies and he's basically, that shit was fucking awesome. I love the way it looked. I was like, God, more of this. I loved the intricacies, how interesting his helmet was. Even like when Hawkman picked it up at the end and the, the helmet seemed to wink, right? Yeah, it had yeah. like an acknowledgement before it sort of disintegrated. It was just such <laughs> a cool you, idea. Buddy. Yeah, yeah. There, there, was, there was a missed opportunity because like Dr. Fate his storyline, his backstory is like, this is an alien helmet and it can do 
it if you put it on the wrong person it can cause madness and i was like why didn't you kill the bad guy that way putting on the yeah putting on the helmet on him because he had horns mark he had horns (laughs) no no no, i would not by the way i would not use that bad guy because he's awful yes but before he before he transforms into that guy they could have just boop dropped it on him because he's not in that form the whole way through i mean it's just like what is the point of mentioning that that's a good point too because doesn't dr fate also mention he has a bit where he literally spells out and he goes my mind and my body can coexist in different locations at the same time and i was like oh so he can like phase through shit coexist exactly right why couldn't he just kind of boop blip over drop his helmet on that guy and blip out (laughs) I, I, I'm that one. I'm not certain. I, I will say, I will agree though. I will say that, that, that whole scene with him, like multiplying and like kind of making the, the, the mirror dimension around that was the, awesome. The I love the way that effect and the fact looked. That I actually really, I, I, I really liked like, like while I did think it was cheap, how they imprisoned black Adam for about five minutes. <laughs> um, yes. And then they, they pulled like, him out. Why even but do this? I, was like, yeah. I, I actually really liked, I liked Dr. Fate's like rallying kind of speech to him. Like, so he's communicating with him, like all this distance away while fighting in multiple yes. versions. Around but you see, like this, with like, what they set up, I think they could have done that just as easily instead of wasting time where we know they're going to take him to the prison and they know, we know we got to have to get him out for the final battle. Like he's already a guy in conflict with himself. I don't know if I'm a hero or a villain. I don't know if I want to fight for you or do this. Like it could have just been as simple as him being like, I don't want to fight anymore. or I don't want to do this. Yeah. And having him still get the rallying speech, not from the DDP kid, because that was terrible, but from Dr. Fate. And I think it could, you could have had the same effect. And well, then I the think kids they throw over... up the, doc, the fucking DDP sign. <laughs> I think they overcomplicated the script though, because it wasn't, we're introduced, we're being introduced to this new character the first time, right? It's like, we don't need the justice society there. Especially yes. if you're going to like murder one of them. It's sort of like. Feels like they should have had their I own movie. I would have preferred if they just focused on, you know, get a better actor for the kid and just have their two interactions in how he's helping this guy grow it from this essentially murder machine to someone that has more empathy. Because I think yes. that's the, that's at the heart of it. That's the storyline. Yeah. And then they just waste so much time with this justice society. That's like completely unlikable. Like. Their, yeah, they really their, their did not cause what yeah. they stand for, what they're like pushing forward to Black Adam. It's just like, we don't want to understand you or anything. We're just here to imprison you because we were told to do so. We're the justice society. And it's just like so stupid. And it, like I said, it makes them extremely unlikable. Yeah. I was kind of surprised they took that route with Hawkman because I was like, I was like, Hawkman to me is like an iconic character. This is his first on-screen appearance. I was like, he should feel big and great and so likable right away. That actor was great as Hawkman. Yeah, he actually did a really good job. I like the story they gave him is just made him look like kind of a a tool bag, kind of lame and ineffectual, and just like a fascist who was just following orders. Like also Amanda Waller's involvement to me is already like oh bad news right so that he's following it to the letter like that it just like screams fascism to me yeah um, i was also kind of confused by that 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 the just society of america would even be involved with her because she's so like black site ta- task force x right that's her whole thing i was kind of surprised by that well that's um, the thing is this like i said the movie overcomplicates itself yeah it's like, we don't need everything that's the problem a lot of these marvel i mean like well in the marvel universe is they and also the DC universe now because it's like they're trying to interconnect 
everything and it's like no we don't need everything to connect to the other films it's like it's yeah. okay for well, this to have at least some standalone elements it doesn't have to tie into all your other properties which I, is- I uh i agree with that i i mean it, the thing the thing is though they're they're running into that trouble where they they can't strike the balance between like comic books that frequently have those crossover events and have multiple Multiple heroes and it's not an uncommon thing for you know like spider-man and iron man to like cross over or venom and you know they're trying to figure out how to bridge that gap to satisfy those comic book geeks that want to see that and the audiences that have no idea about that and have a real difficult it feels like they're trying to build a universe instead of just concentrating on making good movies it's like yeah we don't need a big freaking universe because obviously you don't you can't get it right so stop trying to like make everything into your big universe just make like just give us like that's shazam is the perfect example it's like give us a good movie like it just works it's just a good small scale story and it made you at least for me it made me like shazam so much i was like cool now i can't wait to see shazam and other adventures and if you want to do crossover bullshit with him i'm ready because i've i've grown to like him already yeah and here's the thing is like you spent because you spend more time with the character you can actually that's the thing is like, I think it's sort of like getting to know someone is essentially spending time with them, right? So yeah. with these, even in movies, you as the audience, you have to spend time with them. And it kind of felt like Black Adam was this character that just popped in and out of the story. Whereas Shazam is like, hey, we're following this guy's journey, which is so much more interesting. Right, it's his story. That's yeah. so right, dude. This is a Black Adam movie, but it's not really his story. Like he pops in and out. I kind of wish, honestly, like um, if if they took about a half hour of slow mo out of the movie and <laughs> developed and developed perhaps a little bit more, uh, like it it's dragged in certain spots, and then it felt like it was so rushed in others. Example was the exposition dump in the very beginning. As I said, it felt like they just dumped so much information and tried to do world building so quickly. And then it's just like, I lost track of half of what they were saying. Um, You know, uh, they eventually allude to Teth Adam, which I did not know for a long time. I did not realize that it was Teth Adam. And not death, Adam, because it sounds like oh, that's what I said death. before. It just yeah, that's like it's so funny. I heard I heard 10th Adam like he was the 10th Adam who'd come along. Oh, yeah. And there yeah. were nine other was black Adams. I watched a completely movie. different movie, apparently. I was like, oh, the 10th the, Adam. And then he saw the cast list and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Where's the other nine Adams? <laughs> we need nine Adams. There's yeah. an Adam Smashers. Did he smash all the other yeah. nine Adams? So there's one and then black Adam is two. <laughs> Tenth Adam, but, I don't just Adams three through nine. Where are you? And then and then uh, they got Hawkman, and uh, Hawkman's got Nth Metal on. Is Nth, <laughs> is that the replacement for for the other nine or something? Uh, um, but oh I God. wish like they added in the the Justice Society, and they made them unlikable. And I understand that because they wanted you to root for black adam but then they switched yeah, but their allegiance super rooting quickly for black adam because he's going against the bad guy though <laughs> well no but i'm saying yes. he, he he that that's that that was the whole point is that they wanted to they they put this artificial stake in there they made this unlikable enemy that popped in there that's just like hey i'm not like other heroes i'm not like those other girls um and and he's <laughs> <laughs> he they they 
introduced these artificial stakes with the Justice Society, but then they tried to make a bigger bad for them to have to to, to unite against with this Sabak. Is it Sabak? Sabak? It's something like that. You know, yes. this, it's, this is the problem it, with these movies. It's like they feel like video game bosses. It's like it doesn't yes. matter who he but, is or what he is. It's just like well, they that, kill that was guy. the thing. I also hate that, like, again, here we go again. Like, was it the first Wonder Woman? Didn't she fight, like, the literal god of war? Like, it's just these big demon-looking people. Yeah, it's so tiring. Super villains for them to fight, guys in costumes. That's where I give Marvel all all the credit in the world. They uh, They built up Thanos to be some sort of imposing threat in the background of yes. like all their MCU films. Like he kept, even if he had like a, like a 30 second cameo, they kept pointing it out. Like this guy's going to be an issue. He's going to be a thing, but not, at least he now. doesn't look like a generic demon. He looks unique. He's got a suit. He looks like the grimace kind of, he's got that weird ball chin. Like he looks unique. And then all these demons yes. are all the same. It's like, they have that one asset. They were like, we built the asset for this. Character, Excuse this me, character. but I'll just have, change the skin on it and we'll be good. I'll to have go. you, I'll <laughs> have you know that Sabax, uh, he's got that, that weird little triangle thing that was burned into his chest. Yeah. The <laughs> right. star, the, pe- the pentagram, uh, but, the pentagram. The, the pent- but it was slightly off center. I will have, you know, and it's his horns were slightly asymmetrical as well. So that is unique as all hell guys. I don't know what you're talking about. By the way, did, did you guys, you could tell that that guy that was helping him was the king, right? Yes. It was like, oh, so yeah. everybody knew that from the beginning, but then he only gets the crown at the very end, even though that's actually a cool story element. I wanted to see this guy put on the crown, start decimating things, and then we have this big battle between this like guy that's crowned with his demon powers and stuff. But no, we, don't, we get like I- the cheesy demon that just gets dispatched very easily. I yeah. kind of wished he was, he had like, 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 but that's why I said I wish they cut out like the half an hour of of slow mo and developed him a little bit. Like, I want him to be able to, like, I don't know, decimate part of the city or well, enslave part of the city or do something. Here's the rather thing, than just like, be like, oh, I'm going to sit on this throne. I'm like, what did he? What did he even sitting on the throne do? What did he? Shit? Did he get? Yeah, did he get it was, more muscle? It was purely. It was purely like, just for <laughs> that lead in of them cru- of him crushing the throne. It was so. Yeah. It was just like the prison thing to me. It's like it's all pointless. You know he's not going to do that. You know that's not what he's about now at this point. So I was like, why go through these beats? Who are you misdirecting? We know where this yeah. is headed. Well, yes. that's why I didn't like this movie because it's like they do all these setups. There's no payoff to them, or they're just like dumb. So like for going back to when he gets cut with that. Uh, what is it called again? Eternium. Oh, Eternium. Eternium. So the, the, here's the here's the problem with this movie too. There's no stakes for Black Adam because he's super powerful. He's just, even though they show this slight vulnerability, it never pops up again and it never affects him in any sort of way. He just heals it with his finger and all this thing, all this like these story beats they built up just go into the toilet. And it's like so you know that he's like he's invulnerable. He can destroy everything. He has to say, like, the hardest way to get him to become vulnerable again is for him to say some ridiculous word, which is, you know, like you said, it's shared with the other universe. Yeah, so it's kind just of kept cheesy. making me By think the way, of Shazam. They, because he's Black Adam, he should have been Blazam. That would have been dope, you know? <laughs> well, missed opportunity. <laughs> but but like fact. I said, all those, so, so basically when you get to the end, you already know he's the main character, but at least show him having some sort of, like, hurdle. He has no hurdles at and- all. Actually, believe it or not, destroys that's destroys everything. That's a, that's actually something that they have de- 
difficulty within the comics because Black Adam is actually considered one of the DCU's uh, most powerful characters. Like he is, and to in in uh, furtherance of the whole, uh, like he was awarded powers by this group of grand wizards or what have you. They each imbued him with a different god's power. They were all Egyptian gods. Oh yeah, no, I know each that, one of them. But and my point but, but is I'm like, s- don't set up some sort of vulnerability if you're just you know if it's not going to do anything. Yeah, this, then right. just, if you want him to be super powerful, he's got to be that way throughout the whole thing. Otherwise, you're right. just setting up something for people to look forward to, and then nothing happens. I I will say one of my favorite one of my favorite storylines from the Black Adam comics was uh, at one point Shazam convinced. Uh, either convinced or somehow stole. I can't remember the the official comic book uh, uh, storyline, but he either took he, he took Black Adam's powers away from him, effectively, and managed to switch the word that activated his powers. So Shazam no longer turned him into Black Adam. And at one point, while he was actually being an anti-hero during the storyline, to my recollection. He was trying to turn back into Black Adam, but because Shazam changed the the word, he didn't know what to do or what to say in order to accomplish that. Uh, And ultimately finds out uh, that the phrase chocolate egg cream is what turned him into Black Adam. Uh, That's what Shazam had turned into. I was hoping it would be something ridiculous or like some phrase like pass the salt. So he's just always- He's always changing. That's the salt. You put a hole in my goddamn ceiling, you piece of shit. I remember inviting you know, Black Adam over I, again. One, one genuinely like like chuckle moment for this movie to me was when he, like obviously walking through the walls and everything. They always got to do that for like the one like uncaring hero or or super powered character or whatever it is. Like they they don't know how doors work or whatever. Um, that I did and, enjoy that when he kept walking through the, like, through the I, like I love yeah. I love that. I like there that. was that yeah. bit too. I like where he like through. he walked and then was bumping Doctor Fate in the recliner that was just pushing him out of the <laughs> yeah. way. Oh, but that, that was by the way the that, pushing. No, that was um, sofa his, was my favorite. That, yeah. yeah, his brother. Yeah, the the brother. brother. Oh, the brother. That's there. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eating popcorn or snacks. That was good. And yeah, he's just like he's looking up at him. He's got like popcorn all over his I actually I did I like that character a lot. Yeah. That yeah. was uh, a, a weird thing, weird flaw. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if you even would consider it a flaw, but a weird thing to note about this was with Dr. Fate, because Dr. Fate knows the outcome of things. And I know they obviously were going to touch on the idea that, you know, while fate, like you can't change one's fate, you can change things on the way to like modify how the fate plays out or whatever, which That's is like ultimately what ended up. Disclaimer: and <laughs> change fate, but you can't change the pathways leading up to the point where you could actually change things. If in uh, sort of Doctor 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 Fate hands them a business card, it's just like it's just like Doctor Fate on one side, and then like you flip it over, it's like a huge. Like disclaimer also, no, on the other side. All this legalese, yeah. All, perhaps there was a chance that by going back into <laughs> other universes, you can actually change. The, what my the, to to me the one thing that uh, was an odd issue was the fact that because Doctor Fate knew the outcome of battles of fights and and 
what was going to like so for example when hawkman and black adam were were uh, uh you know butting heads and they were getting into like actual fights where they're like beating the hell out of each other i that you know you'd think to yourself oh my god is like one of them gonna like hurt each other or whatever it is but because he was unperturbed because dr fate just kind of was like cool and casual about it all the time anytime you would see him on the screen and he wasn't concerned about something i was thinking to myself okay so there's no stakes like he yeah. he's not concerned about it that's the whole the movie wild. that's this whole movie no there's stakes. no stakes yeah though no, that's they keep making they keep just making like stakes. a taco Artificial bell long john silvers there is no stakes here <laughs> there <laughs> are no, no stakes excuse me there are steak tacos at taco bell there are steak tacos and yeah, you, know, you can't. I stand corrected. <laughs> Listen, you can't you can't smack taco any Taco Bell. The to combination me, I'm Taco a, Bell and Long I'm a, John Silver. I'm a Taco Bell. I'm a Taco Bell stan. That's the thing that's propping up that Long <laughs> Did John Did they finally Silvers, bring okay? back the Mexican pizza or what? Yes, it's, it's officially gone? brought back, and they're Thank also God. bringing back the enchilada. I believe. Thank Jesus. They're yeah. Back. So. Um, well, it feels <laughs> like finally, we're kind of coming news. to the end of this. We've we've just been pounding on this movie. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give us last looks here. Do you guys have any, uh, last things to say? We'll lead with Mr. Suspicious. Any last sure. points you want to make about uh, Black Adam? One other little tiny thing, little tiny thing about it that I did I enjoy. I this is our Black Everybody, Adam. every, <laughs> everybody, <laughs> you're never going to let me forget that. <laughs> it's kind of spooky if you think about it. <laughs> every, um, everybody's like. The, the actual normal day-to-day -day outfits of, like, the heroes. I really like that. Like, Dr. Fate's outfits were always clean. Yes. Always had that, like, kind of cool, like, explorer vibe. It, it, Hawkman's, like, cool, like, blazers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that blazer like, was dope. It was dope, right? Like, yeah. it, it, I don't know. There's something that about it was dress. very actually appealing. Damn, Hawkman. Um, <laughs> I will say <laughs> I will agree with both uh, Matt and Mark in the fact that it is not it, – it, it's not a good – movie so to speak it's not like a movie that's like if you're going to feel complete and satisfied like a good old-fashioned terminator 2 back in the day i don't think you're going to get that same level of satisfaction however if you're going there to see some cool visual like like spectacle um occasional little chuckles here or there and just some some interesting comic book fun i i think it's a worthwhile watch for you i think you should take the time a uh, time out maybe you don't have to see it in theaters i don't know if it's a to me i don't think it would be like you have to see it in the movie theater in fact it probably dehanced my experience because of the sound mix yeah you'll probably hear <laughs> you it might have a home. better you yeah. might have it. You might at have least a you can turn on the closed captions at home and be like, "That's <laughs> yes. what Doctor Fate said." They're yeah, saying exactly. Death Adam, not Tenth Adam. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're not saying Death Adam. What the hell? <laughs> Death Adam's but a pretty I, sweet name. That's a good supervillain right? right there. Well, that was that was the thing. I was just like, "Wow, are they doing this like a super on the nose that they're like that they're alluding to the fact that he's bad because he's." Technically, an e like he's supposed to be a villain, or he's mostly a villain. I, like, I feel like that was another thing they, that we also did away with too quickly. Like he's supposed to be this killer, this anti-hero. He goes out, he slays all the intergang guys, but we know those guys are pieces of shit. So it's not like he killed a bunch of innocents, and then he's immediately he did, though, redeemed he because the kid is like, "You're great." <laughs> when when the guy fell in the background. Oh, that one thing where he was talking to like like oh my god no he's talking to Doctor Fate and it fell in the background he's like he didn't make it there are a lot like, of jokes some, in it I enjoy I have to admit I, there there are like little tiny things like that like I thought were just like goofy fun and that's 
that's that's what I had with this this movie is that I found myself enjoying it because eventually I started to just try to like not focus in too much of the many many flaws and foibles and just enjoy it for what it was which is like a movie that was in development hell for 15 years made it to the big screen and now stars the rock with no hair so, so <laughs> and, I, and i dig that too man because you know i think we've all got movies like that where you're like you just there's something about it that you just like you know it's not a quote-unquote good movie you know that you can spot the flaws but you love it flaws and all you love it because of the flaws not in spite of the flaws uh, yeah. I have a, I have a lot of movies like that. I wish I was on that same uh, wavelength as you, Mark. Where did you come out? Where, are you recommending Black Adam or no? Well, it's a tough one. I like I I did actually when you guys mentioned some of those jokes, I did enjoy those and I did laugh. I have to admit, but I don't think I can recommend it outside of the diehard DC fan that probably has to see this to see the story continue in some way, shape, or form. It probably will. So. If you're a if you love comic books, you should see this movie. But I think if you're just getting into like superhero movies, I would avoid this one because it may turn you off. And a, well said. Yeah. My favorite part about this movie is still Matt sitting through the entire credits holding his stuff. I was just hold dude. I just was sitting there with a popcorn and a soda. And you know that, and the staff, by the way, because no one else was in the theater, they'd all filed that at this point. There was like one girl with a giant trash can at the bottom of the steps, like looking at me. Oh yeah, they like, always knowing you, like, the eye. this dude is gonna be sitting here because it don't blame me, honey. Blame Kevin Feige. It's his <laughs> fault that we do this now, and all these other movies. So I've been fucking trained like a dog. I wait now for that second stupid <laughs> post credit scene. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna recommend Black Adam. I did not like the movie. Um, if anything, I would, it, it, we just saw, it's so funny before spoopy season started, we watched a superhero movie that we've made fun of. And I had a similar experience like Andrew, where it was like, I could recognize it was a shitty movie, but I loved it because of that. And that was Samaritan. Samaritan, yeah. I will still go to bat for and tell you is a great superhero movie. And is my, I think Samaritan to me, I would prefer to watch Samaritan over Black Adam. I had much more fun with Samaritan. Yeah. Um, and it's not because, it's just because S Sylvester Stallone loves his Marion Cobretti doll. Uh, it's also because <laughs> Samaritan just happens to be a great superhero movie and clicked all my buttons. So like, but I felt like very like Andrew did, like, you know, where it was like, you know, we were pointing out all the flaws, but I still loved it because of them. Um, At least Samaritan yeah, I, tried harder than this movie. And and That's got and got a lot it. more right with a very similar premise with a little kid being yeah. excited that he was friends with a superhero and the guy's got you and know he's good bad twist, good fucking know? twist good action I really liked Samaritan a lot I know that like. It's not that's not a popular take, but I thought Matt Samaritan and I are was recommending a fucking great Samaritan. movie. Go watch Samaritan. <laughs> Samaritan. Don't watch Black Adam. That's what I would say. Or watch Black Adam at home. Watch it when it inevitably drops the on sound HBO mix is Max. Better, yeah. yeah, exactly. So there you go. There's our review of Black Adam. And before we go over to get wrecked, we have one more birthday message to play. And this is a major one. So Mark has seen the video version of this. I'm just gonna play the audio version for the people at home. When I tell you this is not an actor. This is not someone pretending to be this person. We actually got, speaking of cameos, we got none other than fucking Jerry Dandridge from Fright Night, Chris Sarandon. We've been talking about Fright Night on this show a lot lately. Oh, yeah. And I got the real Jerry Dandridge, Chris Sarandon, to do this. Here we go. 
Hey, Mark, it's Chris Sarandon, uh, also known as, you got it, Jerry Dandridge from Fright Night, and I have a message for you. Mark, welcome to Fright Night. <laughs> for real. And I understand you've also got another for real moment coming up, Mark. This is from Matt, who tells me that you have your 40th birthday arriving soon. If not, it's already happened at any rate. Uh, all I can tell you is I'm double your age and life only gets better. 40 is just the beginning of the next number of chapters in your life. So this is something to very much look forward to. I congratulate you. Happy birthday. Stay safe and above all healthy all during this time, okay? Happy birthday, Mark. Motherfucking wow. Jerry Dandridge from Fright Night. Wishing you a happy a birthday. Nice message too. That's Holy shit. awesome! Wow, you know, and we funny? really looked My... him up after. He's really eighty years That's old, crazy. and he looks yeah, fucking great. He his voice sounds good. his voice sounds amazingly like young. Well, Does that he make is sense? A vampire. You know what I mean? He like, is. When, he's a real when, vampire. Well, when 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 you he's get gonna be to going like, to my funeral. I feel I feel like he was a nice young man. He was, I remember wishing him a happy birthday once. Like when when you get to like, like a certain age, don't you just kind of get that kind of raspy shortage? Oh yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Cords get all blown that. out that guy, because he sounds like he's, he's also, ready to. He's also the speaking voice of Jack Skellington, and he sounds just like Jack. It's That's crazy. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Holy jeez. Well, fucking not so. Thank you to Chris well. Sarandon. And I just Thank love so the much. the bit of of the bookend of I feel like we started spoopy season with Fright Night, like the original Fright Night. And I thought it was only appropriate to have the real Fright Night man wish you a Damn, happy birthday as we close nice out spoopy bookend. season. By the way, I have to tell you, my my dentist, I, it was nice to hear him <laughs> give me like encouraging, like an encouraging uh, message about my age, because I remember when I I was I turned 20. And I went to my dentist to get my teeth cleaned. And she goes, ah, 20. Uh, it's all downhill from here. And she was very serious <laughs> about it. Thanks, lady. Like, As you're but, reaching into my mouth to play with yeah, my teeth. But for anyone, or, that's, anyone that's around my age, it's great. So keep on keeping on, baby. <laughs> let's, let's wreck it. I'm going to wreck it. Wreck it. Wreck it. Wreck it. Wreck, wreck, wreck it. I'm going to wreck it. Well, I know on facts, not recommendations, but thank you. Kind of spooky if you think about it. So as we do, we're going to do Rex. Since we have a guest, we're not going to put our guest under the microscope right away. Uh, what we'll do is we'll go, uh, Mark, since it's your birthday, we'll let you kick it off. Um, and I think what we'll do is since we have, since we do have a guest, maybe you just run through all your Rex. You don't have to go fast. Don't worry, um, I don't have 3,000 this time. Yeah, just get through your wrecks, then I'll go, and then we'll leave it to our guests afterwards, Mr. Suspicious. So, Mark, what are you wrecking for us this week? Okay, so I'll do a, I'll do a spooky one, or a yes. spooky one. spooky wreck, please. So, I finally got to see Terrifier 2. And oh, shit! I'm a recommended, and actually, there's a little tie-in, which I guess Andrew can talk about when his turn comes, but Terrifier 2, it is extremely gross. But as someone who has seen what these guys have done from the first film to the second one, I like that they expanded the universe. There's a little more backstory to, uh, to Art the Clown, who is amazing. Um, I'm not going to give too much away because I'm guessing you guys haven't seen it, right? I have not seen it yet. Okay, so no spoilers here. Just check it out. If you're, in, if you're not into like gross slashers and like really 
visceral uh, special effects, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, it does run long. I think it could have been shorter, but that's my only gripe. I had a good time. It's like a fun house ride. It was like re-experiencing uh, HHN. So fuck, I want to see I this movie so it. fucking bad, man. I can't wait. It's not playing anywhere near me. I'm like, I just got to wait for VOD or something, but I can't wait. Oh, wow. Wait. That's weird that it's playing. Uh, I believe here. it's actually, it's already out on Blu-ray. You can buy it on Blu-ray. Oh, shit. All right, I'm going to buy the yeah, Blu-ray fun, after fun this effect. show. Buy the Blu-ray today on Amazon.com. Be, be, well, because, uh, I I mean, I... I or Best Buy. I know David, who plays art. That's uh, right. Awesome. And so, yes, and... and uh, I, I I think that he would like to 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 talk to you guys. Just just to I would there, love to talk to Art the Clown. Art the Clown, yeah, David, if you're listening, you are invited to come on this show whenever <laughs> you want. Wait, uh, Andrew, have you seen Terrifier two as well? I have. I've seen bits and pieces. I've not been able to sit down and see the full thing as of yet because my October has been surprisingly busy. Mm. So I feel very bad Man, that I've not I been able to, to. Everybody and, uh, who's I've, seen it is like freaking out over it. Loves it. And I notice it keeps expanding in theaters. It's doing well. People like word yeah. of mouth. They keep bringing it back. Keep, yes. They keep bringing it back. Yeah. I wish they would fucking play it in my neighborhood. My fucking one horse town. It's really cool to see how far they've come because they've literally went from kind of like a road show. Like, I don't really know the backstory. I just, I did go to the premiere in, in New York and they had like a full panel and they seem like a really cool group of people that they love horror films. And uh, I don't know. I'm really happy that it's so cool to see it go from that, like, you know, these guys, like, or this them <laughs> uh, go from, you know, doing the festival circuit to now being in Regal. That's pretty yeah, crazy. That's fucking yeah, they, like cool. Any filmmaker think... would love to have that. And it's, that's awesome that they were able to do it. I believe the, uh, the their budget was for the, at least the first movie was like literally $250,000. And they made back like wow. something like four point five million or something like Damn, that. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. so and like those the, movies the, look great. Like they, they they don't. Yeah, they put that money on the screen. I I actually love the fact and... that I, I love the fact that art is mute. Uh, I think that's an interesting character characteristic of of art, or at least mostly mute. Um, so that like. I don't know. Some I I get that like you know Michael Myers is mute and everything, but something about like the fact that he clearly has a mouth that he can use, but he still yeah. does not use he's it. Kind of like a mime clown. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's the thing. Like he's a mime clown, so I think that's what part of like what makes it even more terrifying to to to. I, I guess that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well guys it's been great i'm off no. you lucky bastard i can't believe you got to see but terrifier that's, that is so cool because it's sort of like like i said festival guys to now this character is i think it's a horror icon and we're probably going to see a lot more of these i, I saw I people at new york comic-con dressing as art the clown and Whoa. can you how like how must that feel like imagine a, a character that you it's like you are wholly the origin of that character you depict that person and then people are then dre making costumes and cosplays of you at like a big awesome, con. Actually. Isn't that, isn't that like a cool feeling like thought to have? Like, it's sort of like uh, uh Sylvester Stallone getting his own doll for Marion. What's for his Cobra. name? Look at that. Look at the Marion Cobretti. Marion Cobretti. I feel like a salesman, but I guess I am because when I believe in something, I go all the way. I like the characters I play. There is no reverse. 
no penis. Like the characters, I, <laughs> much, like, much like the characters I play, there's no penis. It's a and very no smooth area. Uh, Mark, what other uh, what other wrecks you got? What other wrecks you got for us this week, buddy? Okay, this this is my last one, and I apologize. It's not spooky, but oh. my my brother and I uh, revisited Executive Decision, and oh. that movie is fucking awesome. That's a it's fun so movie, man. Good. What an amazing cast of characters. Awesome set pieces. Really cool. Oh, man, by the way, I. I've been watching a lot of uh, like this. There's this YouTube channel. Um, I think it's Space Ice, and this guy makes fun of a lot of Seagal films. But in Executive Decision, Seagal is awesome, and they put him to such good use. I forgot how good he is in that film. And of course, Kurt Russell's awesome. Holly Berry, awesome. I think that was like when I was a kid. That was the first time I saw her in a film, and I was like, she's great. And of course, Kurt Russell is fantastic. God, yeah, I love that movie. That's Go a see that solid movie. movie. That's a solid fucking it's movie. So much fun. It's that like was one of the first. That was one of the first movies because I saw that definitely before I saw anything like Psycho. And I remember that was the first time I was like, oh, "You can kill somebody on the poster like right away." Like I was shocked oh when Seagal god, yeah. bites it. I was like, "Oh my god!" And he gets like, like top eleven-year-old me. Like my mind was blown. Like you know what I mean. Because I was, you expect, you see Steven Seagal in the fucking poster, you see all these Seagal movies, you think he's going to be there the entire time. And I remember just being so fucking blown away by that. Uh, and by the way, yeah, that movie, movie has a lot of things like that they set up in the beginning and they pay off later. It's fantastic. Damn. All right. So there you go. <laughs> Mark, Excuse Terrifier me. 2 <laughs> and uh, <laughs> executive period at the end of that. decision. <laughs> it wouldn't that be a Mark birthday. <laughs> that was your executive decision. Kind of spooky if you think about it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thank you for that, Mark. Anything else for Rex for you? you. Like Is about that him. it? Uh, that's it for me. Yeah. All right, I'll go, and then I'm going to turn it over to Andrew. I've only got a couple um, this week. Man, I watched Deep Rising. I got the Blu-ray from Kino Lorber. It's one of my favorites. We love Stephen Summers on this show, and uh, I I always forget because you're used to Stephen Summers, you know, making The Mummy. G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra, Van Helsing. You're used to him doing these big PG-13 summer Saturday morning live action movies. Um, it's cool to see him do an R-rated movie. Super gory, but it's still like a Steven Summers thrill ride. You're laughing, you're having fun. I only turned it on because I was like, I remember I got the Blu-ray from Kino Lorber, big Kino Lorber sale, and I was like, you know, I want to watch something with a sea monster. And I was like trying to look through like so I, I like that's kind of what I've been doing this spoopy season. I've been like, I want to see something with vampires. I want to see a werewolf, something. I was like, all right, I want to see a fucking sea monster, something really crazy. And it left that at me. I was like, oh my God, duh, I should watch Deep Rising. I just got it. It's fucking awesome. The Blu-ray looks fantastic. If you haven't seen Deep Rising in a long time, I would highly encourage you to go back and take a look at it. It's so fun, especially uh, just coming off of, we just watched Deep Blue Sea, what, a couple months ago? Yeah. And it, <laughs> dude, the same thrill that you get from Deep Blue Sea, that same like summer schlock, it's right there in Deep Rising. I had such a blast with it. It looks fucking awesome. Uh, and you'll notice some familiar faces from the mummy turn up in the movie as well, which is super cool. Not all of the CG has aged that great. This is an older movie, came out in 98, but the sea monster itself looks awesome. There's lots of goo and grotesque gore in it. Uh, and it's got a kick-ass final set piece. It's so fun. Deep Rising, definitely put that on your spoopy watch list. Um, and another action horror, right? We need more of those. So tick another off the list. There's an action horror for you. 
Uh, the next thing I want to recommend, I noticed randomly Hulu has Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. And I love Tales from the Crypt. And if you've never seen Demon Knight, you don't have to have liked Tales from the Crypt at all. It's just a great fucking horror movie uh, from top to bottom. It's got Billy Zane, Bill Sadler, Jada Pinkett Smith. Whoops. Uh, and some other fun cameos in it as well. It is the first Tales from the Crypt movie. Um, after this, they kind of lost their way a little bit and they went on to do like Bordello of Blood and some other kind of sad Tales from the Crypt movies that aren't that good. This is the good Tales from the Crypt movie. Uh, definitely check it out. Awesome creature effects. We've got some creepy, crawly, ghouly kind of guys, these demons that they have to fight. The story's great. Just a fucking kick-ass movie and a great soundtrack movie as well. Uh, if you're into like really heavy grunge bands like Ministry, People like that, kick ass. And some kid in a hoodie on a skateboard. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Like ah, this is getting it. But it's the '90s, so he's not playing Minecraft. He's playing like Lemmings on Game Gear. (laughs) (laughs) He's playing something real old school. He's playing Sonic Two, and that's on Hulu. And uh, my last movie rack. I have a movie and a TV rack. My last movie rack. I finally saw the. I've never seen this. I think we talked about this on the show. I've never seen the movie Popcorn. The old horror movie from 1990. I finally got a look at it uh, because Joe Bob on the last drive in did a thing called Joe Bob's Haunted Halloween Hangout. One of the movies he screened was Popcorn, so I finally got to watch it. I didn't love it, but it's a lot of fun. Um, there's some great practical effects in it. It's one of the most confusing movies. The plot doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's one of those movies where they tried to jam like 18 plots in it, but it is so fun. Um, the story is a bunch of film students to raise money for the film program, host an all-night horror-thon. And what they're doing is they're using the old-school William Castle tricks, like gimmicks, so like electric buzzers in the seats and giant bug props and stuff that they could spook the audience with. They pump in, like, stink, you know, aromas and stuff. But the trick here is in a very Phantom of the Opera-like twist, someone is behind the scenes using the horror-thon to commit real murders as, as the kids are watching the film fest, so... Really cool. Definitely weird. Not a great movie, but there's enough there to, to recommend. Um, and my last spoopy wreck, it's a TV show. I've been watching, I've been rewatching. I like to watch old sitcoms, older sitcoms while I'm eating dinner. It's like a very old man thing. But I've been rewatching that 70s show, and it's fucking oh, wow. awesome. I've been watching from the beginning, and they do fantastic Halloween episodes. We talked a bit about our buddy Patrick M. Uh, who we heard from earlier in the show had recommended all those home improvement Halloween episodes. And I watched all of those. They were awesome. Oh, I really? talked about them. I, I talked about them that. all on our uh, werewolf by night episode, but I watched the 70s show Halloween episodes and they're fucking awesome. There's one I wanted to recommend. It's in season three, episode four. The episode is called too old to trick or treat too young to die. And what it is, is it's a giant spoof of all the Hitchcock movies in one episode. So you get characters who find themselves in a rear window situation. Another character finds themselves in a bird's situation, psycho North by Northwest. Um, It's a lot of fun. And especially like if you're a film kid and you're into Hitchcock, you'll recognize all the things they're spoofing incredibly well done. I was kind of, kind of blown away by how good it was. So there you go. That's it for me. All spoopy Rex. We turn it over um, now. Sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. I was going to ask you, did you, did you watch uh, what is it? That 90 show? Is that the, that hasn't, yeah, that hasn't come out yet, but I'm getting oh, it excited okay. for it. I, I because don't know I've been anything. watching 70s and I was like, oh, they're coming back. Yeah. I, well, I know that it's been kind of like, especially after what has happened, was transpired with the, 
some of the accusations being thrown around. I'm just like, oh, is this ever going to be? Yeah, made I guess, you know, I guess like, Hyde isn't going to be in the new. Yeah, I'm guessing show. that same thing. Yeah, yeah but, it uh, sucks because he's so good. Yes. I mean, it sucks because he's maybe done some crappy things, but, but like he's he's so good on the show. He's such a great character. That, well, that's that, that's a that's a bummer nowadays. Right. Like in, in just just in general, is that like um, in like I, I have a difficult time, me personally, separating the person from their art sometimes because it's like, I don't know, you're still representing some like yourself on screen or what have you like. Kevin but Spacey, wasn't this for guy, example, like horrifically rapey. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. He's oh, a yes. big no, no, no. I, I mean, that's the thing. I'm not trying to just obviously like, that's going to be very hard. to separate. I know. No, I only I'm... get like that when I watch Naked Gun because like I love Naked Gun. But when I see OJ, I'm like, ah, like or I should Bill be laughing Cosby. at Nordberg. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I get like that with Cosby a little bit, too. <laughs> I... Sorry, Andrew. Yeah, no, sorry. No, that's OK. We got into I... OJ and Cosby. <laughs> That's it, it's okay. But I know it, what it, you mean. Like I, 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 I do also have that a little bit, for whatever reason. Just with those two guys, like I'm able to watch a Roman Polanski movie and have it be totally fine. I could see Kevin Spacey and not care. Right. But for some reason, OJ and Naked Gun always throws me off a little bit. I'm like, I can't be <laughs> laughing at your shenanigans right now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 again, it's like, it's right. Like it's good that these things uh, come to light and, and we know the true nature of these things. But at the same time, it's just like, man, you just sullied like this great thing with your, you being fucking with your raping. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. You're being fucking stupid. You know, you just ruined like everything. You ruined it for everybody. Um, so as far as recommendations go, as a yes, side note. Mr. Suspicious, spoopy so, recs for us. So we got, I got a, a couple of spoopy recs, but um, not, not, not too much going on for me. This, I haven't, like I said, I've had a pretty busy October, so I haven't had the opportunity really to see too much. Um, but I think I've recommended it before on the show. I will recommend it again because I just started. It's, it's a movie that uh, so many people have completely skipped over. I'm sure they've seen it advertised. It's on Netflix and it, it it tells you basically nothing like what, like knowing the title or even like the description on Netflix, it really doesn't tell you much of anything, but everybody that I've shown it to or suggested watching it has really enjoyed it. And that is the movie, the circle. It is not the Tom Hanks movie. And some people might be like, oh, you can't get Tom Hanks. No, that was me. God damn it. Yes. No, but <laughs> I you are actually not actually texted Andrew. <laughs> you are not the only one to ask me that. Now I know what you feel only... about me, you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, I make you sound very stupid when I impersonate you. <laughs> We're just, hey, did you, did you mean the Tom Hanks? <laughs> I did the best today, Andrew. <laughs> So anything like that, um, but no, no, it is uh, it, it, there. I did not know that there was actually a Tom Hanks film called The Circle until I mentioned it, and then people were saying, "Did you mean the Tom Hanks film?" No, it is that Brazzers film, The Circle Jerk. This is <laughs> oh, The Circle Jerk. This is uh, but no, this is a a. Uh, Are you talking about this circle? Uh, oh, hang on, yes, that one. So that the Circle from 2015. Yes, just called Circle. Oh, it I is, remember this movie. I loved it. It is not uh, your conventional horror film. It, however, it is more like a psychological study of people, and I think that's what appeals to a lot of people. 
in general. It's it's basically people are putting you you have no backstory, you have no information more than what the characters already know. Like when you get into the movie, you know exactly like you're not like the omnipresent person that's just like, oh, I know what's gonna happen and they don't know what's coming. It's like you learn everything as the movie progresses. And so you start to see the social interactions between these people. And it's really fascinating to see how it plays out. And I watched it again recently with, uh, with some people and they were just like, that was a really good movie. And I'm like, hell yeah. Right. Like I feel bad that it's been skipped over so much so that I would really recommend that one. If you like kind of like a psychological thriller esque kind of film, not necessarily super spooky, but um, I, I really enjoyed it. And it usually comes up around Halloween on Netflix because they're like, ah, we don't know what category this is. <laughs> yeah. So kind of put it in there. It's got a dark in... poster with red type. It looks scary. It's in the vein of like, uh, was it the cube or the platform? It's one of these yes. like weird yes. psychological horror slash yeah. grotesque. Yep, there, I, it's I, a good movie though. That that was you're it right. looks Circle intriguing. Awesome. I really like the the poster image. It's uh it, yeah, and, and it's very uh like it, it, I even think that the budget is um uh uh pretty low because I think it's it a takes, zero for it, Circle. It, <laughs> <laughs> we had no budget. We just made it in our garage, and hopefully, this no is one just knows. live footage from the Netflix conference room. They make all the. <laughs> The Netflix managers and coordinators stand in a circle. Um, I also, I really enjoy, um, just a, another recommendation I have is uh, I really enjoy stupid stuff a lot, uh, like like stupid movies and stuff. Um, I find the humor in B-grade stuff or uh, sometimes just like campy, goofy things. Like a lot of people find it distasteful. I love that sort of schlocky shit. So that's oftentimes why I'm like the complete antithesis to you guys where you just, this was a terrible movie. I'm like, it's great. It's great, <laughs> man. Um, but uh, have you guys seen Hubie Halloween with Adam Sandler? I watched Hubie Halloween last Halloween and I had a lot of fun with it. It was really stupidly fun. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. It fit right into that, that uh, old like 2000s era comedies where it was just like Adam Sandler was and everything. And uh, like, he was like happy Gilmore and big daddy and all that. So yes. It's same sort of humor. Those happy Madison movies. Movie. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I saw it again recently. And I'm just like, that, that is, that is definitely the schlocky nonsense. I expect in my horrible horror films. Um, so recommend that one. Um, if we're looking for outright odd and creepy, uh, I also saw Labyrinth again for oh, a oh, classic, yeah. a classic Love Labyrinth. That one. Love um, that one. Kind of wished uh, David Bowie wore a dance belt during that entire thing, but you know, it's uh, aside from that. <laughs> what you don't like? You don't appreciate the male form. You don't um, want to see the Goblin King's little goblin. <laughs> I did not want to see the little goblin that he was hiding in his pants. It was. Uh, but I, I I remember seeing what I, Stallone I refers to as his little cobra. I, <laughs> I um, it's my cobra. I don't know. I think it fell into it falls into that category of that weird like Jim Henson esque era 
of just like Muppetry and puppetry and like the set designs are really cool. And to see some of the stuff that they pulled off and like that, that's actually one of my favorite things in movies is I love to see how they circumvent problems. Like how do they logistically do something? Like if they have a practical puppet, how do they implement that practical puppet like into the scene to make it feel like not disjointed and an actual puppet, but like an actual character on screen. Especially those crazy like long shots they'll do where they're like not hiding anything. They're going really wide. You're like, how the fuck are all these puppets dancing around at the same time? Exactly. It's just, I I don't know. It's just like, I feel like it's a work that needs to be appreciated more. Like it's something that I feel is like an art might be a bit more lost in today's day and age with CGI and stuff. So like the practical effects of it and everything were just really, really impressive to me. Um, So that that's another recommendation. Weird movie, I would say, if you have not. Uh, oh, and by the way, in that I I, I noticed uh, I remember that it's Jennifer Connelly that's in it. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. Was she born Beautiful. with like super, super heavy eyebrows? I mean, she just had I those eyebrows so. for her whole yeah. life. She's, <laughs> it's crazy how she looks very much the same. Yes. Yeah, even in uh in Top Gun Maverick, she like looks she's basically ageless. Yes, yeah, she really crazy. looks the same. It's 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 quite impressive. And um then I saw a, uh, I don't know how you guys feel about foreign films that are dubbed in English. Apparently that was something I did not realize about this film before starting it. But uh, have you guys seen the movie Old People? No, no. Old, old People. people. Old People. <laughs> it's on Netflix. I know it sounds ridiculous. I'm looking the, this up the, now. The plot is dumb as hell. The plot is stupid as hell. It is uncomfortably gross. And like surprisingly violent, um, and I, I really liked it because <laughs> I was watching it. I'm like, are you talking this about is, this movie, Old that, People? Yes, that movie, Old People. So um, it, it came out in 2022. So it's a brand new movie. It's on Netflix. Yep. yep, it's I believe it's German dubbed in English on Netflix right now. So if oh, uh, if it throws crazy, if it throws you off to see people's mouth moving, it moving completely independent of the words that speaking like, hey this is like a kung fu film exactly <laughs> it might not be the film for you but um that is that that is something i just saw like literally a couple days ago and wow. i was like it was so weird and like like i said it's just like it's unsettling is how i would probably describe it there's yeah, a the lot plot, of- the plot line for old people is a woman who's returned home with her with her two kids to attend her sister's wedding must suddenly defend their lives against older people on a killing spree. Yeah. So it's just and like killer it's like killer elderlies. It's basically like imagine like imagine like sentient zombies. <laughs> imagine sentient zombies. That's basically what they are. They 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 make this horrible like like screeching cry that you'll hear like in the background of a lot of scenes like so you know they're coming. You're just hear this like almost like if they were taking like a like a wheezy breath, but like in a shrieking <laughs> sort of sense. It's like I just remember hearing it. I'm like, this is this is kind of uncomfortable. I'm not yeah, gonna this lie. Sounds, and then like this sounds interesting. And some of the some of the the kills in that and everything, I, I'm just like, holy uh well, and then like at one point I'm just like, oh, oh, okay. All right, we're gonna whoa, dial it back a little. Wow, that's a little gross. It's a little oh, gross. Really? 
Yeah, there's some things that I'm just like, oh god. I wonder. Oh, what, I would love to hear what you think about Terrifier too, then. Oh, I, uh, well, the first one I loved, even though despite the fact that that was Terrifier two over under, is it uh, is it more gross or like equal or less gross than the first one? I think I I'd say about the same, but it yeah, I think about the, the same. I mean, oh, if you've not seen the first one, more. it is very violent. It is also very gross. Um, and and uh, but I love it regardless. Uh, David, you do a great job, and um, I, I, I'm very eager to see the second one. Uh, and hopefully, actually, my my anticipation is to buy the Blu-ray as well, uh, because it's actually done very well in sales, as far as I know, on Amazon. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So, like, I I have very high hopes that they're going to continue doing some art stuff. Oh, uh, and if I've not recommended it before, I think I have actually recommended both of these before. But I again, these are films that I had recommended to others and saw them recently. That is The Night House and The Empty Man. Oh, um, yes, both of you which, watched uh, You know I, that we I, love I The Empty it. Man. We did a whole episode on The Empty yep, Man. Yep, and I, Mark uh, has been singing the praises of The Night House since, <laughs> I want to say for like the last six months. At least once, yep. a, once an episode, Mark calls out The Night House. <laughs> yep. Um, so I, I, I recommend both of them. The empty, the empty man, is, I will say that if you're looking for something that is, uh, grounded in reality and not mind bending, that is not the film for you. Um, because that is, it is very trippy. Uh, the night house yeah, is also, is also very trippy. Night house is very like, I still have to watch night house. Yeah. I oh, highly, don't spoil, I, by the way, don't spoil it for Matt then. Cause I will, I will really not, but I'm just, cool I'm just saying there. that it's like, there's some really cool, like visually it's a very interesting yeah. film is what i will say that's, that's about as much it's as i'll say about it awesome you don't it's like but, you don't expect it to be that cool and then like like there'll be a lot of, there's a lot of those elements of realization where you're just like what am i looking at and you're like oh and then it's like half the time I was like how the fuck did they do that, that yeah, so yeah, exactly cool. it's really With really the cool. sound design ah you gotta watch yeah. it matt please yeah, I, oh, I, sure. I, I okay. season is over. all right all right i gotta watch it i'm gonna watch it this week Highly recommended. I have but a Blu-ray. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> That's his. Uh, that how many? By the way, how many Blu-rays do you have now? Like, what's your collection? Um, my the ugh, dude, my it's I becoming have a, a problem. Levels. It is becoming a problem. <laughs> I have an app called I think it's called Collector or iCollector or something like that. Uh, I think I have over. Order this is all edition. combined, 4K and Blu-ray. I think I have 600 plus titles. Jeez. Just in <laughs> the collection. Ask- and it's not counting any of the digital stuff that I just have digitally, which I have Whoa. a few. I have a few things that are not physically represented. By the way, do um, you have like an Excel sheet to keep track of your yes. stuff? Or? Yeah, I keep like a I keep like a personal uh, personal Excel sheet, but I also have this app that I've been using that's like super easy, where you can scan the barcode on the back of it and just like logs it for you, oh, and then you can cool. actually offload all that information into a table. Um, so that's, that's been helping me out and I've been using it too, because I've been selling, I'm trying to streamline my collection because it's getting too big. So I've been selling some, some stuff on eBay because I'm like, you know what? It's not an archive. I don't have to collect every movie ever made. It's just a library of the shit I personally find interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Unless it's 18 goddamn copies of people did too. But, um, I'm trying to streamline it as best I can. So I am, I am selling things now. Uh, but it's still I've I have I have no shelf space. I have, but that's got to no be space. tough for you because you have all those like the collectors edition, like the cool yeah. versions. Yeah, that's and a lot be- of this shit. Oh my though, god! Like we were laughing about it uh, the last time we, we, you know, I think on our Hellraiser episode. Like I have Blu-rays and shit that are unopened. They're, they've just never been opened 
people have given them to me collector yeah that's what i'm saying like, like at the a certain point, i'm like do i need this why this has just been sitting here unopened on the shelf for years like i'm fucking selling it mr suspicious it's always a pleasure to have you on the show please plug away is there anything where, where can the people find you anything new uh, you want to plug uh, well, nothing, nothing fantastically new happening at the moment. But uh, as always, uh, I'm most active usually on Instagram, uh, and that's Mister Suspicious spelled out M I S T E R. Um, so, and and same thing on Twitch. I stream uh, three days a week: Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays. And uh, I usually just, it's just a it's a good time, good good back and forth with the, the the chat, and we just like to hang out, play, be goofy, watch me get super scared about like stupid stuff in video games. Really fun. It, I scream like a little girl. I don't know if you guys know that, but like when I get startled by something, I'll be like, <laughs> like I swear to God, that is my genuine reaction to things. You know, it's weird. Your noise um, canceling canceled your scream, yeah, not the it, echo. So it, yeah. just went, whoop, whoop. it was <laughs> it was very, very freaky weird. though. Yeah, it was almost scarier because of that. Like wow. Andrew uh, hopefully, yelled uh, behind himself. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you oh, doctor faded but, yourself. Uh, <laughs> but and, and also, like if you if you are uh, on on Instagram or TikTok or anything like that, you can usually find my my uh, clips associated with my name. Um, if you want to see like goofy little funny tidbits of my yeah, my Andrew streams. has but, some awesome content, and he's oh, very <laughs> responsive. Uh, if you watch his <laughs> Twitch stream, so. <laughs> If you want I try to, be to be entertained, check out his stuff. Oh, thank you. Well, I appreciate the plug, guys. I mean, it's a, not necessary. I just love being here and okay. hanging oh, out with out my friends. But, uh, yeah, we'll <laughs> cut out his entire plug. We're just going like to edit that out. Yeah, you just include the scream, and that's the only thing. That's it. Plug that that's you. all we heard from him. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> it'll just be that, and then it'll echo, and then you'll just hear. Kind of spooky, if you think about it. <laughs> Thank you again to Mr. Suspicious. Dude, Mark, happy fucking birthday, man. Thank happy you birthday, so much. Mark. Happy thank birthday. you guys for uh, having me on the show. Keep the happy and, uh, birthdays coming, by the way. His birthday hasn't occurred officially. That's true. So, but in the so fiction of coming. this show, once people listen to this, it probably has happened or is happening currently. Yes. Uh, but yeah, happy birthday to Mark. Thanks again for listening to another episode. As always, you know, you guys can catch us on Instagram at the Matt and Mark Movie Show. Uh, leave us a rating on Spotify, a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd greatly appreciate it. Not sure what's up for us next week. Keep your eye on our Instagram and we'll let you know. That's it for us. Peace. Oh, wait, one last thing. I just want to thank oh, everyone geez. for those oh, messages. It's so. got an end credit it's scene. Very <laughs> just like Black, not like Black Adam. I don't know. I really appreciate it. It's nice to hear those kind words. You, so. Could you please do the outro and then pause it? I, and then yeah, put his thank you at the very end. Now for real, so the ending of this show. <laughs> You'll find the thank you in the mid credit scene. And then we outro. have one audience member at the end just like, just sitting there sadly through the song <laughs> and they say sir are you okay and he says bring ambulance bring ambulance <laughs> oh okay okay <laughs> good night everybody peace
We host this podcast on Blueberry.com. We love them, and we know you will too. If you're looking for a place to host your podcast that takes the hassle out of hosting and posting, they are quite simply the best. Unlike those other guys, they offer reliable tech support and make every step of the process super easy, no matter what your skill level is. With just a click, your podcast can be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, you name it. Sign up for Blueberry.com via the link in our show notes and get your first two months of Blueberry podcast hosting completely free. That's right. They upped the promo to two full months. That's how cool Blueberry is. Sign up today using the promo code GETRECT. That's G-E-T-R-E-C-D. GETRECT. It's the code in the show notes. (laughs) 